Welcome, friends, people for peace, pods of consciousness, planetary citizens, other special family members listening today from Portland, Oregon, like uh, Alethea and Indira and Valentine and Eric and special family and friends elsewhere. It's a, it's a big day. It's Christmas morning, and here we are celebrating with you in a way we really never thought of doing before on the radio. <laughs> and it's special because my special guest is my special wife, <laughs> Marcia. Good morning, Marcia. Good morning. <laughs> I'd like to say good morning to Jackie and Robin, my sisters in southeast Missouri, and my Puxico friends, and Bloomfield, and... Uh, <laughs> Cousins and Dudley. Yeah, it's a big day. It is. Yeah. And a hot day here. My goodness. <laughs> There's no climate crisis, though. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah, well, you know the truth. So, hi, this is uh, Dick Dalton, your host. Uh, we're local news and social artistry. And you all are social artists in your own way because you're you're all building a more humane world from the inside out. And what could be better? Uh, we got a lot of building to do. Uh, we got a lot of inside work to do and, and then carry it to the outside. So it's just a, a real thrill to have you all here today with us. And uh, Marsha, we go back a long way. Yes, we do. <laughs> 39 years of marriage now, right? Or this is our 39th year. and uh, It was 81, so 81. I think that subtraction is <laughs> our calculators is right. <laughs> out. Uh, yes, we met at a, uh, at a church. Uh, not a bar, but it was, <laughs> it right. was a church. <laughs> yeah. A Bible school. A Bible so school. Speak. Uh, up around Moberly, Missouri. And we didn't even like each other. <laughs> <laughs> it took a couple of years. <laughs> I think it was more than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, speaking of you know how social artistry can work from the inside <laughs> out, if I hadn't had a dream of me being getting married to you, uh, and our, one of our uh, leaders of the church was actually marrying us uh, in my dream. Yes. And I was so puzzled. <laughs> like, how could this possibly be? Uh, I took it to the pastor, and uh, it seemed as though the, the matchmaking work started to work on us uh, through various means. And, <laughs> and, and you know, I, think, I think we've had a good run of it, huh? Yeah, the rest is history, <laughs> as they say. <laughs> and as far as social artistry goes, uh, it's been wonderful to have your uh, initial support as I went flying out to Oregon to mystery schools uh, with Jean Houston, and then uh, she started up that social artistry uh, mm -hmm. um, work. Mm -hmm. uh, where they were taking the mysteries and applying them into everyday life and into problems of the world. Yes, you were a little more flexible because you worked as a an, a professor at Lincoln, and and I was a little more grounded. Had to stay at home more because I had a 
job in state government where well, we got some vacation, but you know. And I um, had every Friday off because I was just part time. In the summers. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd head out sometimes on a Thursday night and. Uh, and you'd be home by yourself on a Friday night. Oh, and I wrote a song about that with my <laughs> cat, Boaz. <laughs> Did you get a little tipsy on Friday nights, Marsha? Yes. <laughs> it was back in 2010. <laughs> meow, meow, meow. <laughs> great little song, great little song. I, I guess we're not going to pull it out of you this morning. But anyway, yes. Uh, and uh, then you started joining me in uh, some of the mystery schools and uh, reading the books. And uh, oh uh, yeah. yeah, finally we got to go to uh, a social artistry intensive together in uh, in Ashland. It was a that big... was 2016, I believe. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's uh, it's been a joint effort, and uh, and I I appreciate you and your unique way of bringing social artistry into the world so let's talk about that uh, how how do you see yourself as a social artist uh, well I I do what I can uh, and I say that from the point of view of I'm an introvert, a confirmed introvert. <laughs> and, you know, you think of a social artistry person as someone who is really out there doing all these things, but uh, that's just not my style. And I write songs. I do things online, um, like sign petitions and things like that for causes that... that I'm pretty passionate about and uh, so forth and I I might attend a rally <laughs> yes recently <laughs> um, but I would like to put in a word for introverts <clears throat> since I'm one <laughs> cool. if you if you look at history and we looked this up the other day mm -hmm. you might be surprised at the names that are on the top um, they had the 20, 23, 23 yeah. list for introverts that are famous. So people, the idea is people would be familiar with, with them. And I was, I think I was told before that Meryl Streep was an introvert, but I'd forgotten. And then uh, Robert De Niro, those are people that everybody's familiar with. And if you're into science and math a little bit, Archimedes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That guy basically harnessed infinity which is something that uh, they didn't do much work on for 1800 years after him he was bc about two or three hundred years bc in syracuse uh, he was a greek because that was part of greece at that time and uh, he harnessed infinity he found upper and lower limits for pi which really had people puzzled and then if we go up in history, you'll find Newton. Everybody's probably familiar with Sir Isaac Newton. He was definitely an introvert. And then there's Einstein, and who else was on that list? Well, in more modern times, uh, civil rights, uh, we have Rosa oh, Parks yes. was an introvert. but She was on the, the top 23. Top 23. <laughs> and then probably some of those uh, people in Hidden Figures those mm -hmm. women who did the calculations to get John Glenn mm -hmm. 
up in space or mm-hmm. you know yeah. some of those women they were probably introverts and you uh, read a book written by gene houston called uh, public like a frog and you encountered emily dickinson is that right oh yes i i loved the first section of this book she she took uh, three characters from history and the first one was Emily Dickinson, the second one was Thomas Jefferson, the third one was Helen Keller, and and Annie Sullivan to go with that, uh, her tutor. And so in the first section with Emily Dickinson, um, Jean doesn't just write, but she gives you uh, processes to go through to try to draw you out because we've all got creativity, whether we know it or not. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, she she tries to make the environment and your thinking appropriate for a creative experience. And so sometimes it just takes drawing it out of us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes all we got to do is just take some time and open up our mind to it. And, you know, a lot of people I know struggle with songwriting or writing poetry or the different creative things they do. And they they hit a wall and they don't seem to have any inspiration. But uh, Public Like a Frog, the Emily Dixon, Dickinson part, she gave a um, an exercise where you write a poem in the Emily Dickinson style, hopefully, <laughs> Um, and to give you an example of Emily Dickinson's style, things don't rhyme in the ordinary way, necessarily. She might rhyme uh, fig with bag or something like that, you know. So I wrote this poem, My Life as Mystery, which she told us to do in this exercise, and then I went to sleep that night and ended up having a dream and woke up about four o'clock and I don't ordinarily get up that early as Dick can tell you and <laughs> and uh, I I got up I had to I had to work on this it was the first line was um, <laughs> was what dolphins 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 wings all set for flight and so I just took it from there and came up with a song. And it turned out to be one of my favorite songs that I've written. You are you going to read some of it? I could, I could read some of it. It morphed, of course, as most songwriters can tell you <laughs> their songs do. <laughs> and uh, so this was the year 2015. And it starts out like this. Dolphin's wings all set for flight. Poems crafted in the night, lurking near that leaky edge, dreamy depths, the phantoms dredge. Minds aren't meant to be in chains, let them loose to go insane. Sleep is still a mystery, neurons branching in the sea. Playful barefoot child again, blowing bubbles in the wind, but shadows flee and I'm forlorn in the sleepy haze of morn. Daytime mundane chores they pass, like Sisyphus stuck in molasses, 
Night creeps up on day and grins. Welcome, muse, let's dream again. Windows open, walls dissolve, otherworldly scenes evolve, horses floating through the air, braided manes of angel hair, <laughs> algebra and Einstein cats, physics books they're looking at. Time is just a fantasy. No one shares my clock with me. In a different form of space, laws and logic out of place, seeds of love turn into rain, dancing on a higher plane. Wow. <laughs> love it. I love hearing you read it, too. It's, uh, it really carries uh, a lot of uh, depth. It's different when mm -hmm. we read. Uh, you and I have been doing poetry more with some folks in Jeff City mm -hmm. more recently, and we've taken our songs and just treated them like poems. Mm -hmm. And or sometimes we'll take our guitar or our ukulele and and we will because they've invited us to do that, <laughs> and we will actually sing our songs. Mm -hmm. And it, it's different when you sing it and then you or just to read it. So yeah, uh, a unique way of, uh, or a, another, an alternate way of, of getting the message out. Mm -hmm. Right, so uh, what you're doing is you're making a case for introverts. Yes, I made you my are. case. <laughs> and, and you've shared a poem that came out of reading about Emily Dickinson. Mm -hmm. Oh, she was an introvert. And she was an introvert, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Uh, there's another song that came out later because you and I traveled with a social artist, Christina Amman, to uh, yes. Morocco. <laughs> and uh, while I was languishing uh, with uh, <laughs> a, a little travel illness that I got from you. <laughs> that he got from me, I must say. And I got it in the, the Fez Medina, <laughs> probably. Uh, great trip, though. Uh, <laughs> great while trip I was, other while I was languishing, you were out uh, making a great day of donkeys uh, in the in. Moulay Idris. Oh my! Town. I I would like to say my say hello to our friends in Moulay Idris and otherwise mm -hmm. around Morocco. Rose Button. Rose Button and Ahmed, the veterinarian, and the others um, at uh, at the vet clinic. The vet clinic called <laughs> the American Fonduk in Fez. Because they drive out there to Moulay Idris, and they perform what needs to be done there. And sometimes they take these donkeys, mules, and horses back to the Fonduk in Fez to treat them if they need something special. And so it was quite an experience. And Rose is the one that started this up. She had to go through a lot of red tape. Uh, apparently, they've <laughs> the government there has a lot they have to do to get something done. <laughs> Reminds you of our government, maybe, but but uh, they treat these donkeys there and and they welcome people to to come and watch what they're doing. And so we saw them uh, treating I don't know I think it was forty or fifty fifty donkeys and mules mm -hmm. and horses. 
I wasn't there. I, I was. Up I think it was in around. Da- I was 50. in Dar Zeroon. I think it comes out in this song. Fifty donkeys mm-hmm. covers fifty donkeys on a donkey day. Well, why don't we hear the song? Yeah. Can you uh, pull that up, Dennis? A donkey's life is hard in Morocco. We carry big loads where the cars can't go. A thousand loads I've hauled up and down these stairs. I'd like to think maybe somebody cares. Darzerhoon is okay. I'd love to see Miss Rose on Donkey Day. I go to Moulay Idris on Donkey Day. Us donkeys and mules, hee-haw and bray. The vets check me out to see if I'm okay. They give me vitamins and a snack of hay. Only $60 from the USA covers 50 donkeys on a donkey day. They call me donkey number 23. My man says you don't name a taxi He loads me down with such heavy packs I feel it in my legs and in my back Stick me with a needle, take away my pain Treat my saddle sores and send me off again A certain mule needed a special test They put him in a truck and took him off to Fez He had a bad limp before he went away The next time I saw him he was all okay The Fonduk vets are my heroes They make our lives better in Morocco I may have a pessimistic attitude But think of all the things us donkeys do. I'm the backbone of this economy, get it? My man needs to take good care of me. Once a month in the moulay, hear us donkeys bray on donkey day. Now donkeys and mules come from far away. We like our men to hear what the wise men say. You want a healthy donkey, not one that's sick? Then take it easy, donkey man, with that stick. Allah will look down and smile on you if you're kind to your donkey friend, too. Let him drink water all along the way. Take him to the moulay on donkey day. The men learn that donkey day is good for them. Vets helping donkeys helps the men. Give your little donkey a day of rest. The donkey will feel that she is blessed. Munching in a field of grass all day long. Maybe she'll sing a little donkey song. Only $60 USA. Helps a lot of donkeys on Donkey Day. On your phone or your computer, you can go to YouTube 
and type in Marsha, M-A-R-S-H-A, Dalton, D-A-L-T-O-N, channel, C-H-A-N-N-E-L, and you'll see uh, six or seven, maybe eight. Ten, ten or eleven. Oh, ten or eleven songs. You even see one that I posted because I thought I was posting <laughs> it to my channel, but it ended up on hers, and that's another story. But look for Donkey Day. Uh, it's a great song about this uh, event, a social artistry kind of event, in Moulay Idris, Morocco. And uh, as you listen to the song, it says, only $60 USA. So if you looked up uh, Donkey Day on your computer, you could also find a way to donate to uh, a Donkey Day and help folks in that neck of the woods. How does that sound? Rose Button is a definitely a social artist. She, <laughs> she is... I would say the epitome of what a social <laughs> artist is. Some of these people are social artists without realizing that's that's what they're doing. <laughs> is she from Australia? She's a Kiwi from New Zealand. Oh, New Zealand. Yeah. And then but went to England, a, and then she's a chemical engineer. She spends a lot of time in Ireland and England doing projects that way in chemical engineering. But she loves Moulay Idris, Moulay Idris in Morocco, and that's where she has a dar or a, a house that she... Like a hotel. Like a motel, mm-hmm. hotel. It's a very interesting place, Moulay Idris. Very colorful, the way they've painted it. And, of course, it's one of their founders in Moroccan history that it's named after Moulay Idris. There was a father and a son... And uh, one of them is remembered in Fez, because that's where he was based, and the other one in Moulay Idris. She has this dar there, a hotel that she rents, and they, when you arrive, your luggage has to be put on a donkey and then carted up to your room uh, on these narrow steps. So Yeah. And those poor donkeys get worn out and their back hurts. and So they need the treatment from the vets, uh, from uh, Fez. And, and even the vets uh, come from all over the world uh, to do at this. It's a non-for-profit uh, vet clinic started by an American back started in the by an American, 1920s or so. The American Fonduke and Fez, the woman who started this, uh, had compassion for these donkeys. She was traveling and... And uh, she had money to use to start a clinic or a whatever you'd call it there, a hospital, an animal hospital, maybe, uh, for mules, donkeys, and horses. And so we got to visit there, and Ahmed, the, the manager or whatever you'd call him there, mm-hmm. uh, the lead vet, he was being visited by vets from Edinburgh at that mm-hmm. time, and mm-hmm. so we saw some of them working on donkeys. So pets or animals uh, was one of your uh, passions? Yes. Uh, meow, meow, meow. <laughs> meow, meow. <laughs> we do have a few cats, uh, but you, uh, part of your work in uh, making a more humane world is to donate to different animal societies and so on. And we've we have some cats that we've taken in off the street so to speak yes little pods of consciousness running around 
Uh, you also have uh, interest in the environment. You're a science person. I mean, my goodness, you were a chemist, a physicist, got a master's in physics. Uh, yeah. Um, so how does your does does your interest in in science and and I don't know climate uh, crisis and all does that come out in your your music or poetry oh, yeah. as well? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Before we leave Donkey Day, I'd like to uh, send a shout-out to Christina Ammon in somewhere near Portland, Oregon. or She's in Oregon, southern Oregon. With mm-hmm. deep travel. She's the one that made the trip to Morocco available for us uh, and others to go on. And, and so, right now hi, I Christina. think she's uh, <laughs> over on the coast uh, where it's nice and warm and <laughs> a little warmer than here, even. Yes. Hi, Christina. Okay. Oh, yes. So, yeah, I'm, as an earth science teacher in um, the late 1980s, I learned, <laughs> because I really didn't have an earth science background. I had a physics background and a chemistry background and a math background, but I didn't teach earth science or have a degree in geology but the the course at Lincoln was mostly physics so they they had me teaching earth science and um, so I learned from reading these books that you know we had this situation that today we call uh, climate change we had it way back in the 80s and it was already going on probably for 10 years before I realized much about it so because uh, you learned the CO2 levels. The CO2 and uh, nitrogen stuff that we put in the air and all this, the ozone disappearing and all that. And so I wrote a song called The Goldilocks Blues. Ah, Goldilocks. And I learned also that um, back at that time they were saying that the earth is like Goldilocks. We're very lucky that we're here because the Earth has all these conditions that are just right for the evolution of mankind, animals and mankind, and, you know, the we're just the right distance from the sun and so forth, as it's going to come out in this song, uh, which I'm not going to sing, but I'm going to read. Great. Uh, oh, yeah, great. Okay. It's a blues song. From the heart of my core to the clouds in my sky, I'm your loving mama, and I'll tell you why. I'm not too heavy, and I'm not too light. Everything about me has been just right. They call me Goldilocks. I'm your Goldilocks. I like it all to be just right. Well, I'm not too dry, and I'm not too wet. Not too cold, not too hot yet. Out of eight or nine, I'm the only one with just enough space between me and the sun. I'm your Goldilocks. I'm your Goldilocks. I like everything just right. Now let me make a point about my atmosphere. It's just what you need to keep on living here. The oxygen amount is just right for you, and my carbon dioxide was just right too. I'm Goldilocks, I'm your Goldilocks, and I like it all to be just right. You know, your carbon use has left a big foot 
print. Some of you are acting like you're hell-bent on dumping greenhouse gases into my air. You're messing up your home. Why don't you care? Well, Goldie's done had about as much as she can take. You got me feeling uptight. Resilience is a word you need to understand. Think about the stretch in a rubber band. Now, any rubber band has some give and take, but stretch it too far and you'll see it break. Your Goldie's had just about as much as she can take. You got me feeling uptight. You want to make a wicked acid brew? Well, just keep on doing the things that you do. Go on, add more nitrogen and sulfur too. Someday there'll be no animals, no plants, no you. Your mama's got the blues and it's all because of you. You better start treating me right. You've heard it said, cast your troubles into the sea. Well, let me tell you, babe, that don't apply to me. Garbage makes a sewer. Let me make that clear. It all comes back to bite you in the rear. Ow! (laughs) (laughs) Your mama's got the blues, and it's all because of you. You better start treating me right. I hope there's still some time for you to change your ways. My sun, wind, and water might save the day. Together we are all one family. You need to change the way you look at me. Yeah, Goldie's got the blues. Now what you gonna do? You could make me feel all right. Wow. And uh, for you listening, I don't know if you picked up on it, but watching Marsha recite that, uh, I felt like I was in the presence of a mama bear who was uh, about to uh, slap somebody that was after her cubs. I mean, you you got some feelings when you... I do. Yeah. I'm passionate about it. Yeah. And uh, it, it, really, it really comes through. And there's a lot of people passionate about it. Uh, Greta Thunberg mm-hmm. is, has been in the news so much. And I sure hope people will listen to her. And and one of many there's there's thousands many. of folks around the world that are are passionate about this and doing all that they can, uh, and yet there's so much more to do and there's a lot of resistance to it and hence uh, some anger toward mm-hmm. the uh, ignorance mm-hmm. and the uh, possibly intentional. Uh, mm-hmm. fighting back against protecting our earth, our our, mm-hmm. our lives. Yeah. So thank you for that powerful, powerful song. You're welcome. Yeah. So uh, we have about uh, oh about 15 minutes left. Um, I, I'll remind you all. I'm Dick Dalton with Glocal News and Social Artistry, talking to my wife Marcia as a, a social artist and. Uh, is there another area you want to dive into here? Well, <clears throat> we need creative people in order to move forward with the things. There's a lot of things that need to be done to save our planet, to uh, save our country, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, in this vein, I I would like to bring up something that Dick and I have both 
been very fond of, and that is our trips to uh, near Fayetteville, Arkansas. And I, by the way, I'd like to say shout out to my cousin Sandy and her husband Harry down there in Springdale. We've got so many friends that we've met in this creative creativity workshop really it's kind of a songwriting workshop or what would you call it retreat for a it's usually a weekend from friday till sunday and jack williams donna and kelly our teachers and uh so many other friends that that we now have because Mm -hmm. we've been there and and so much in the way of learning about creativity and and being helping get motivated they help us get motivated they (laughs) they what would you say dick well they create an environment yes that helps us sort of what you would call mine our own creativity Uh Uh, just different ways to approach uh, our observation of things Mm -hmm. Uh, it's not really a songwriter workshop but it turns out that sometimes there are songs that come out of of the uh, of the workshop and it's down at uh, Wattle Hollow where Joy Fox has uh, made a an amazing retreat center for uh, many many oh. different kinds of uh, folks that do retreats there and uh, in the the woods of uh, western northwestern arkansas mm-hmm. yeah great good uh, people and then i come back and i get my guitar lesson every other week with Lee Ruth and he works on my placement of fingers and all that kind of technical stuff. <laughs> Your teacher is Lee Ruth right here in Columbia, yeah. Missouri and, yeah. and Hi, uh, Lee. dear friend and Rena. Rena. Yeah. Howdy. Howdy. Yeah, so uh, you've been working on your your gifts, and that's another piece of social artistry is to look at your inner crew and see where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are, what balance needs to come up. I mean, you had guitar... you had a guitar back in high school, but it sort of fell away. And, yeah, and, uh, it kind of fell away. It was my brother's guitar, and and I really didn't have a teacher except for a couple of little books. That, but your dad played uh, the fiddle and fiddle. Uh, had some music in your family, and and then at work uh, many many years later, uh, a guy says, "Hey, we're going to do lunch hour." Guitar. 2009, Ferris Wooten and Denny Sterling. <laughs> they made guitar ve- guitar lessons available at the Department of Health <laughs> at noon. <laughs> and we rushed out and got you a guitar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's the way it works. Uh, you, you, you get inspired, and then you find the tools that you need to make that mm-hmm. uh, inspiration I have an avenue to uh, develop, and now you've got song after song after song, and Mm -hmm. you bring music to our house and to the world, and uh, it's 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 a great work. Yeah, thank you. So we got Waddle Hollow. We've got uh, social artistry out in Oregon, and our family out in uh, Portland that uh, is having coffee this morning. It's a little earlier there. Let's see. Must be getting close to 9 o'clock out there. Uh, Hope you all are doing okay. We'll talk to you on the phone a little bit later. We have uh, our poetry group you mentioned down in uh, 
Jeff City that we've just started joining with a few times, but we also have something called Slow Jam that has been a part of our musical fellowship and life. Different people that uh, play different kinds of instruments, very small, relatively small group, and we go house to house uh, every couple of weeks and uh, share songs that we like. Not necessarily songs that we've written, but sometimes. And uh, yeah, another avenue for uh, expression and creativity and fellowship and networking and mm -hmm. all part of this uh, work of social artistry. Yes. We said that we met in the church. Uh-huh. And you had some, uh, you had talents then, but you didn't feel as though <laughs> they were given a lot of uh, nurturing. And yet there was some event that brought about a song coming to you in the night. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. This is back in the late 90s, I think, and I was working as a tutor, a math tutor for Lincoln at the time. So I heard that the pastor wanted a song about appreciation, mm -hmm. and, you know, that's all I heard. And I went to, to sleep that night, and I had a dream. And in the dream, there was this uh, just tremendous feeling of appreciation. And the scene was totally different from what the song turned out to depict. The scene was a winter scene with snow and ice and just so gorgeous. And um, there was one line of the song that I remembered. Because <laughs> the song was playing in my dream. And I don't even know if I got the tune quite right, but when I woke up, when I woke up, I just had to, you know, something like the tune was in my head at least, and I had to start writing down things. And I was lucky that all my two T's had canceled that morning at work, ah. so I went to work and I was composing the lyrics there while I was at work at Lincoln. And that's how it came about. And it's called Appreciation. It's called Appreciation. And Dennis brought his keyboard this morning. Dennis is a jazz pianist, and he's just been <laughs> given uh, not notes as on a staff, but, but letters that say C and D and G. <laughs> so we're going to uh, attempt to sing this song. A, a quiet walk, walk one summer day, a garden growing in the way. I cast a rock into the pond, concentric waves went on and on. A sunset rich in hues of red, a moonlit sky above my head. Some peace of mind, some time to spend. I drank it once, I drank again. A pearl of wisdom we must know. 
appreciation needs to grow. He's not so very far away. Appreciate God every day. The God in you, the God in them. Unique expression of a friend. We must appreciate it then. It may not pass our way again. Take time to listen to a soul. Our sense of caring needs to grow. This is some good and sound advice To listen once, then listen twice A knowing look, a quiet touch Assuring words that mean so much An opportunity to share a chance to show someone you care. Thank you, Dennis. Thank you. So this seems also particularly appropriate today that uh, although there's all kinds of troubly kinds of things out in the world, um, this is a good day to take time. Every day is a good day to take time to listen to a soul. Um, not just listen once, but as you say, listen twice. And uh, last week we had on a guest, uh, Ken Osterkamp, who, who brought out the word presence, you know, to be present with someone. And part of being present is that uh, quietness, as you say, a knowing look, a quiet touch, just being able to be calm and sit with and listen and uh, it means a lot some people some of these wise ones in the world have said that that's one of the best gifts you can give someone is just to be calm and listen mm -hmm. actually listen to what they're saying instead mm -hmm. of trying to figure out what you're going to say next just mm -hmm. sit there quietly and listen actively in your mind mm -hmm. but to listen and I'm going to take that one step further um, you had an experience after reading uh, maybe Deepak Chopra I'm not sure who it was oh, yeah. and you were sitting on the patio and I I'm interpreting what happened to you as a way of listening or tuning in to the nature that was around you. And you had a, a powerful oh, wow. experience. Yes, it was. Um, I was reading one of his latest books. It was around 2003, <coughs> we'll say, just to give it a time period. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the time, it was a book about love. It had love in the title. And he was describing the... <coughs> electromagnetic spectrum you know it goes from radio waves on the one end to uh, gamma rays on the other and and saying that these are all around us and which I knew from my studies and 
uh, he said, just take time to put the book down and just sit and listen or, uh, you know, close your eyes and listen and feel. And that's what I did. And I could hear dogs barking in the distance and children playing that I hadn't even paid attention to before. (laughs) And I was out there wrapped up in a blanket and I opened my eyes and the leaves were falling because it was autumn. And the leaves actually looked like watercolors dripping down. And it was like I was in an altered world somehow. And all I did was put my book down and close my eyes for a little bit and then open them again. And <laughs> and uh, I was having this otherworldly experience. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that's uh, available to all of us by being able to take some time yeah. that was to no be quiet. N- non-alcoholic, <laughs> non-drug, I might add. <laughs> Well, for all of you that are with us today, thank you so much for uh, being here. Thank you, Marcia, for joining me this Christmas Day. Thanks, Dennis, for coming to volunteer today to work again. We'll just have to leave it at that because our time is up. And as I always tell you, uh, please remember, wherever you are, that is your world. Uh, Please leave your world cleaner, more peaceful, and more loving than you found it. Because if it is to be, it is up to us. Take care and talk to you soon. Love you lots. Bye.